Welcome to the Run Radio Podcast. My name's Trina Wilcox. My guest today, Sean Peace with SongVest. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So SongVest, I caught, we actually caught each other's attention on another social media platform, LinkedIn. And I was like, all right, I need to know more about this. So what is SongVest all about? Yeah. So, I mean, at its, at its highest level, you know, if you look at the way that artists and fans have been coming together over the last several years, um, they've been getting closer and closer. You know, whether it started with things like Pledge Music and Kickstarter, um, all the way to VIP meet and greets. Um, and then, of course, during COVID, doing things like Patreon or Twitch. Uh, the artist and the fan have continuously found new ways in which to create stronger bonds together. And what I think we have now with SongVest is the ultimate bond. And that is allowing an artist to basically IPO, like you would see a company do, um, shares of their songs so that fans can participate in ways they've never been able to before. And that is participate in the royalty streams of those songs. So the way I liken it to is that now you can finally have the artist and the fans kind of in the same boat, rowing in the same direction, um, focusing on how to grow that artist uh, as they move through their career. And um, because it is, it is a kind of long-term relationship that you now have with what we call invested fans. So, so very cool that, uh, that we can create a model like this to, to support fans or sorry, support the artist and include fans in ways that they've never been able to be included before. So if I'm a fan of an artist, then I would be investing in them. And then since I am invested, I will be wanting to share their work and make sure other people are hearing that's the that's the goal right i mean if you have kind of your core group of super fans the way that we look at super fans are they they are great at consuming you know a super fan's going to listen to your music they're probably going to go to um your concert maybe they're going to upgrade to a vip ticket they're going to buy some merch so that's all consuming but if you drop new music there isn't really a mechanism um, or incentive per se for that super fan to promote that, to say post it on Facebook or Instagram and say, oh, you know, this artist just dropped new music or this artist is going on tour. So our thesis is that by creating this invested fan group, kind of a level above your super fan, that the invested fans are incented to do things for you. Um, so, and one of those things is we create mechanisms that make it very easy for the artist to communicate with these new invested fans. Um, so the goal is that, for example, if the artist is getting ready their, all of their assets to post on Instagram and Facebook, you know, why just post that to your Instagram and Facebook if you can get 5,000 invested fans to also post that on their social media channels uh, and make it easy for them to do that. Um, and, and so it's, it's increasing the reach, but it's also authentic because it's coming from me, the invested fan to my personal friends. Um, so that's where we see that there could be a difference um, between invested fans and super fans. So does there need to be a contract or an agreement in place with you and the artist to start out the process? 
Yeah, so it's really easy. Um, and the bar is pretty low, right? We look at say $50,000 is kind of the minimum for us to, for all of us to work together to make it worth our while. Um, and you know, we normally start all of our song share deals at $100 a share. Uh, so at the end of the day, that's really only engaging 500 people, assuming that each one just buys one song share. Um, and what we're doing is we're basically taking, we like to start with a legacy song, so that would be a song that your fans already know, already love, and engaging at a minimum of those 500 people to own a piece of that particular song. Now, the percentage and the multiple uh, will be something that we'll discuss with the artist, um, because let's say it's a, it's a larger mid-tier artist and they actually are streaming rather well, um, then we would look at that and do a normal valuation. Uh, and when I say normal valuation, if you look at what catalogs are selling at, say, a Justin Bieber catalog, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. They're going to sell at 20 times plus the yearly earnings. So if the song is making just really simple numbers, if the song's making $1,000 a year, then they would sell it for 20000 or say $25,000. Um, and you can look at that from a mid-tier artist and saying, you know, do I want to wait 20 years to collect those royalties or would I rather collect those 20 years of royalties today? And by collecting them today, one, you de-risk it because who knows what's going to happen in the music industry in 20 years. Um, and also you de-risk yourself because who knows where you're going to be as an artist in five years or 10 years or 20 years. Um, so we're allowing you to forward, again, a minimum of, say, 15 or 20 years of royalties. Uh, and that's kind of the value proposition um, right off the top. All right. So is have you already got a certain number of artists on board or are you still? Yeah, trying so, to, okay. Yeah. So uh, so our launch kind of our key launch artist is TLC. Um, so TLC uh, did a re-recording um, of their top, uh, well, top two songs and then also Digging On You. So that's Creep, Scrubs, and Digging On You. And we are selling 50% of those master rights for streaming to the fans. Um, and uh, I didn't touch on that so much. It's, it's a lot of flexibility. Um, you know, if your audience is more... Um, do it yourself. Uh, you know, it might be that they're selling um, 25 or 15 percent or 50 percent of DistroKid, for example, or CD Baby uh, income. Um, so it's very flexible on which royalty stream that we monetize. Uh, that could even move down into, you know, their BMI share, their writer share or ASCAP share. Uh, and another one that people tend to forget is you can also monetize um, your sound exchange. So they they didn't used to allow that. Um, so sound exchange income is another one that uh, folks can utilize. And like I say, the, the model that we kind of go through, um, just to explain a little bit more on the financial piece, is that if you take a song, and again, your song is making, say, $1,000 a year, um, then uh, what we would do is we would work with them and say, okay, what percentage are you interested in selling? Um, let's put a minimum multiple, again, something that's reasonable, whether you're trying to forward 15 or 20 years. And then what's really cool about the model, just as kind of a kicker, 
is that the we have a unique reverse auction um, that allows that price to go higher. Um, so you may start off at a 20, you may end up at a 25, because if you think about it just simplistically, if you have 3,000 fans and only 1,000 units, um, then that price goes up until those 3,000 turn to 2,000, turn to 1,000. Um, so we, we do have a market-making mechanism that allows the fan to ultimately dictate the value of what those song shares are. So what is it like for the average investor? I mean, is this just going to be some pocket change or can they really think they're going to make a pretty good return? Yeah, so so we try not to, even though we're, we're a security, I mean, so we're a qualified, an SEC qualified security, you know, our goal is not to be an investment platform where people come and say, oh, I'm going to put $100 in and I'm going to get $200 out. I think we all just know the nature of the, the music industry is so volatile and so unknown. Um, you know, who knows what artist is going to do? You know, I mean, I always use like Beyonce. It's like, well, yeah, Beyonce is going to sell a lot of uh, sell, uh, sell, uh, stream a lot yeah. of music, but we don't know how much, right? We just know right. that she is definitely going to stream. So even someone at that level you can't predict whether one of her songs are going to be a hit or not. Um, so we don't want to create a platform that is trying to pick winners and losers. What we're trying to do is create more of a fan engagement platform that happens to utilize this investment mechanism to create that fan and artist connection. Um, so we almost look at it as like high-end memorabilia where, you know, I can get that gold record to hang on the wall and I get to say, hey, I own a piece of my favorite song, you know, with that artist. Um, and so that's what we're really driving to is more that feeling and enabling that feeling through this securitized mechanism, as opposed to saying, hey, you're going to put $100 in and, you know, you're going to make $100, you know, in five years or six years. Like, it's just so unpredictable. We don't, we don't even want to go down that path. And how young is Songvest to date? Yeah, so the original concept I had for Songvest dates all the way back to 2006. Oh, um, really? So so I've been at this for a really long time. Um, the, the first kind of iteration of Songvest was more, uh, again, the same thing, uh, more as high-end memorabilia. That morphed into a company I started in 2011 called Royalty Exchange. Uh, Royalty Exchange was the first online marketplace where investors could buy music catalogs. Um, I ended up uh, selling that company in 2015. But my goal during all of that was to somehow fractionalize music royalties and sell them to fans because that was always the original intent. The problem we ran into uh, during all of that was that there was no SEC regulated way in which to do it because you couldn't create a security and sell it to the general public. It had to be to, for example, what we call credited investors. Um, so it wasn't until um, this thing called the Jobs Act passed, which was several years ago, which allowed crowdfunding. So for the first time, like I could take my company, list it, at one of the crowdfunding portals and normal unaccredited retail investors could buy shares in it. 
And that opened up the opportunity for me to kind of get to my final realization and goal, which was when COVID hit, uh, I had a lot of people who wanted to sell their catalog. So I started SongVest back up. It was, it was a website I had for a really long time. Um, so technically, we kind of started in 2020, um, even though, again, there's a long history there of getting to where we are now. Uh, and our first qualification was in 2021, in the fall of 2021. Um, so we had to deal with NFTs and figure out, you know, uh, everyone seemed to think that NFTs were the savior to the music industry. Unfortunately, they're not regulated securities. And we see a lot of people getting sued for promoting unregulated securities right now, in whether it's in crypto or NFTs. So, so we kind of had to ride out that storm in 2020. And so 2023 is really what I consider our, our launch year to go after artists utilizing TLC as kind of our launch customer. Um, and we have uh, several artists that are in the pipeline that will be announced here probably in the next uh, two to three weeks. Very interesting. I could only imagine just from my side of the music world, like licensing nightmare. Is is that really that big of a deal for you or is it a headache? No, no, it's not. It's not bad at all. So when as opposed to selling your catalog where you might be selling the copyright and all the due diligence that has to go behind it, et cetera, our model is very easy and simplistic because we're literally just doing a letter of direction uh, so we would be doing that letter of direction with your distributor, your record label, with Sound Exchange, with ASCAP or BMI. So it's very simplistic from a legal and contractual perspective um, because we are we're not like an active buyer. We're a passive buyer. Uh, we are just taking that percentage of income and we're passing that along to the fans. So it's not like we have audit rights or you know anything crazy. Uh, associated with it. We are merely taking a royalty stream and sharing that with your fans. Now, is this something that's going to be more beneficial to a big artist like the group TLC, or can an independent small artist benefit from this yet? Yeah, I, I think that there's a huge opportunity and probably our biggest opportunity is in um, the smaller artist. Now, as I mentioned before, there's kind of a floor, like you need to have fans. Okay. So okay. it can't be that you're a brand new artist and you, you know, you're going, Oh, can this help me get fans? We're not there yet. Um, okay. Where we are successful is when the artist already has fans. Again, if we use that 500 minimum, it's like, do you think you can activate a couple thousand fans that ultimately there's going to be 500 left that are going to want to spend $100 to own a piece of one of your songs, okay? So that's like the minimum. And that bar is really not that high, but that artist needs to either have already toured and kind of have access to those fans. And those fans are used to paying, you know, for merch or tickets um, and, or they have to have them activated on like Instagram, you know, where it's not just, oh, I have 2 million followers, but when I do a post, I only get five likes. It has to be that I am actually engaged in active communication with my fans. You know, I've built that relationship because ultimately that's what the fan is buying. You know, they're buying into the love of that song and ultimately the love of that artist. Uh, and you just have to have kind of that minimum critical mass uh, in which to do it. And then the last piece I'll say is you don't have to have hardly any streaming revenue. 
because this isn't about how much your song is streaming. Like you could be a regional artist or you could be just a North Carolina artist only and still have a rabid fan base. And so, and that means that maybe you're getting little to no radio play or your streaming numbers are, you know, a hundred dollars a year. Then we're we're still selling that $50,000 minimum. Um, and then, you know, the multiple may be 50 or a hundred because the actual royalty stream you're selling is, you know, is only a hundred dollars or, you know, $500 a year. Um, so there's, there's, I think, a, a huge upside for the independent artist um, that has a really good fan base, but doesn't necessarily have a lot of streaming where they can really use this um, to, for example, pay for their tour uh, so that when they go out on tour, that their tour is paid for up front. Um, there's other ways that you can monetize invested fans. For example, when you go on tour, uh, whether it's unique merch that you want to sell them, whether it's... Um, you know, there might be a, a perks that they get for being an invested fan. You know, maybe they get to come to the sound check or do a meet and greet or, you know, there's a lot of different ways. I think a savvy artist who's really engaged with their fans can utilize this um, again as just another connection point uh, to do things that make sense for that artist and those fans. Very cool. What is your background with all of this? Well, you know, that's real interesting. So <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a tech entrepreneur by trade. Okay. And okay. Uh, a good friend of mine became a really successful songwriter in Nashville. And so she just mentioned one day, hey, maybe I'll sell my catalog. And that's that was the lightning in the bottle because I was like, sell a catalog? You can buy and sell music? Like, who would you sell that to? How much would you sell it for? Why would you sell it? And that's where the original idea came from, again, all the way back in 2006, that wouldn't a fan, one, love to, to own a piece of a song, and then two, wouldn't a fan pay more you know, than some investor in Nashville or New York um, to own that right? Because again, they're not looking at it from, hey, does that pay me $10 or $15 a year? They're just, they just look at it as, oh my God, that is so cool that I can own a piece of my favorite song. Yeah, very cool. Very interesting. Best of wishes. If you have any updates, come back and see us. Tell people where they can go to go ahead and learn more and start investing with you. Yeah, so you can go to songvest.com and, and learn not only how to invest, but also how to, uh, to share a piece of your song with your fans. So either way uh, works for us. Thank you so much. Song, Sean Peace with Songvest, thank you for your time. Thank you so much.